One of the most fascinating and notorious figures in pirate history was a woman, a pirate queen who shattered expectations and created her own destiny. Her life was one full of drama, adventure, and of course, plenty of treasure. She was feared and respected by all who knew her. Today on History of Pirates, we're talking Madame Shang. Madame Shang, also known as Shang-Chi, was born in Guangdong, China in 1775. She began her life as a prostitute working in a floating brothel in the city of Canton. Shang's community was deeply impoverished, and for girls, there were not very many other options for helping to support the family. However, her life took a dramatic turn when she caught the eye of the notorious pirate leader, Chang Yi. Yi was a man descended from a long line of pirates going back for many generations, and had even been recruited as a mercenary by the Chinese government. Yi is said to have been impressed by Madame Chang's beauty, but also her business savvy, as she had managed to accumulate a clientele of the nation's wealthy and political elite, including everyone from royal courtiers to military commanders and rich merchants. She exemplified a shrewdness wielded even in her dealings with Yi, for when he took her as his wife in 1801, it's rumored that in exchange, she demanded equal control of his operation. Whatever their arrangement, she soon rose to become his second in command, and together, this power couple led the Red Flag Fleet, a pirate organization comprised of former rivals united into a fearsome coalition to terrorize the South China Sea well into the early 19th century. Diane H. Murray in Pirates of the South China Coast writes of Madame Chang that she participated fully in her husband's piracy, but that she quickly proved herself to be a formidable pirate in her own right, commanding a vast fleet including hundreds of ships and thousands of men. But Madame Chang was not just a ruthless pirate. She was also known for her strict code of conduct that included rules against assaulting women and also against stealing from the poor. She enforced discipline among her crew by punishing those who broke the rules with torture or death, and anyone found insubordinate was beheaded on the spot. Even more interesting was Madame Chang's use of women in her crew. She is said to have had a force of over 300 female pirates who were just as ruthless and skilled as their male counterparts. They were known for their ferocity in battle and were feared by sailors throughout the region. But women were held to the same strict behavioral standards as men. We know, for example, that if a male pirate forced himself on a woman, he would lose his life. But even if the encounter was consensual and yet outside of marriage, then both would be killed. Those desiring marriage were welcome to do so, but under Madame Shang's leadership, it came with a cost, the requirement being that they had to remain faithful. However her strict code of conduct might be perceived today, by all accounts the pirates under her command obeyed, and they respected her authority. Madame Shang's reign as a pirate queen lasted for years, during which time she amassed a huge fortune through plunder and trade. But female leaders were rare, and her career, though undeniably successful, was not a lasting certainty. 
and this reality became ever more clear when her husband died unexpectedly in 1807. We don't know whether he was murdered or whether he was killed by a tsunami, but after losing him just six years into her marriage, Chang knew her position was a precarious one. Despite her leadership over the years, the official heir to the Red Flag fleet upon her late husband's death was not Madame Chang, but his adopted son and right-hand man, Chang Pao. Ever the businesswoman, she moved quickly to secure her reign. She knew that to gain allies and consolidate power was a top priority, and the quickest and most efficient path to doing so was through marriage. Pao very easily could have become her most deadly rival. He had trained under her late husband and had the loyalty of his men. But like his adopted father before him, he was one to her side, soon becoming her husband and partner. With the leadership question behind her, Shang turned her attention to the Chinese government, which by this time had launched a massive anti-piracy campaign, a campaign which ultimately proved disastrous. Madame Chang's fleet won successive victories, which brought hundreds of new recruits to her side and expanded her command to over 1,800 ships. This made Madame Chang's one of the largest pirate fleets in human history. And just as her fleet was unmatched, so was her reign of terror. On land and at sea, Madame Chang's pirates were swift and ferocious in their takes. They raided local villages and settlements and engaged in battles against rival fleets that lasted for weeks on end. Exhausted by Shang's exploits and control over the South China Sea, the Empire sent its own navy to confront her and put an end to the Red Flag Fleet once and for all. But they too were soon outmatched and the Imperial Navy was decimated within hours. What survivors there were quickly switched sides, adding to Madame Shang's ever-growing number. Humiliated, the Chinese government had little choice but to seek out allies of its own, looking to the Europeans and specifically the British and the Portuguese for help. And help they did. The Red Flag Fleet was forced to face off against the Portuguese Navy, which they had beaten twice before. But as the saying goes, third time's a charm. And this time, the Europeans were better prepared and better armed. The defeat the Red Flag Fleet suffered was devastating. Still, the Emperor knew the foreign intervention would always be limited at best, and being indebted to them was nearly as embarrassing as the pirate raids themselves. For her part, Madame Shang realized that should the Empire successfully recruit the Europeans in greater number with their much larger ships, her luck would eventually run out. So in 1810, when the Emperor sought terms, and offered amnesty to all those who would turn themselves in, Madame Shang once again proved her cunning. She arrived in Canton with a massive force anchored nearby and negotiated a generous surrender, one that enabled her to keep all the wealth she had accumulated and retire peacefully along with her husband. Madame Shang's rise to power ended as quietly as it began. She lived out the rest of her days as a wealthy merchant and business owner, opening a gambling house, and she even became madam of her own brothel. Her husband, Pao, became colonel in the army, and together, the couple raised two children, a son and a daughter. Chang died in 1844 at the age of 69, surrounded by family. She leaves behind a legacy so renowned 
has been memorialized in film and television, even inspiring a character, Mistress Ching, one of the nine pirate lords in the hit film franchise, The Pirates of the Caribbean. Thanks for watching. Make sure you leave a like and a comment. It really helps out the channel. And if you're new here, why not subscribe? We know you love pirates, so join us. And make sure you check out all the treasure found in the description. I know there's something in there you're gonna love. And would you consider becoming a First Mate member of the channel? We've got an exclusive podcast called Patches and Rum that are just for our members. This has been another episode of the History of Pirates.